This is the Tea About Bees. From Nashville, Tennessee, this is Tammy Cherney, along with Tatiana Tonica-Bonny, and thanks for joining us. Welcome to the Tea About Bees, where we discuss the joys and trials of backyard beekeeping. It's Thursday, August 31st, 2023. Thanks for sitting in on today's episode of the Tea About Bees. And as the name implies, we enjoy sitting around with our friends, having a nice big glass of iced tea and discussing bees. And since we are such a small community of individuals, we depend on each of you to help spread the word. So at the end of this episode, if you could like, follow and leave us a five star review, we would greatly appreciate it. I think we were going to talk about, you know, where are we at right now in our in, in beekeeping at this time of year? What are we looking at moving forward? What do we have going on? What are our plans? I mean, this is the very end of August, keeping my fingers crossed that we don't have any more 100 degree weather days. Yes, please, no more. <laughs> but where, where are you at? What are you thinking? You know, it's funny because we do these podcasts and um, we normally are have like an agenda. There's we have to do this, we have to do this with that. But it's sort of like. Um, this has been an, at this moment, I feel like easy breezy time mm-hmm. um, because the weather starting yesterday <laughs> has really been way better. It's not as hot, not as humid. So it makes beekeeping a little bit easier. I think we've had intermittent rain all throughout this summer, which has been awesome. Yeah, it's been and really good. And our bees. And so I haven't had to, you know, they're not going through their syrup while I'm treating very, very much, which means they're bringing stuff in. And of course, I did look in the two hives today that I pulled Apivar strips from. Only two more left. Yay. <laughs> um, and they were so chill. The one hive had a super or or excuse me a deep all honey and the bottom all honey and then there was a corner that was like brood and I started to get worried I'm like oh no I'm only seeing cat brood and then I saw young larva so I was like okay I'm not gonna pull every frame and run for the you know look for the queen or whatever I see larva I'm good to go close it up Um, And then I went to the next hive and that was the one that I had opened up during before it sunny. And then in the middle, uh, black clouds came and thunder and lightning (laughs) and wind. And I was like, no, but I was already in the middle. And so I was like, let me just, let me just get this done. And they were so pissed at me and it was such a nightmare. And there was a box out and it was raining and I just carefully put them back, but there were so many bees that were still out. Yeah. So I had put a box up, I had put the lid over and it wasn't good enough. I went in the house and I got some towels. I'm like, well, wait a minute, that's going to get wet, make them wet. And so I had to like come up with all to protect what little group was left. And while I was doing that, worried about them, they were trying to get me behind my legs. They were chasing (laughs) me down. And I was like, okay, I'm trying to help what I've created this mess, you know. So I was a little timid today going back in. And yesterday, I was actually supposed to take them out. And it was a cloudy day yesterday. And I go, we're not doing that. I will not do that to you. We can wait one more day. Today is supposed to be sunny. Mm -hmm. And so they were super chill. And I was concerned, you know, that I had killed my queen. And, um, but that was six weeks ago and I haven't opened up the hive for six weeks while they've been in treatment. 
And um, I do have an inner cover that is screened. So obviously I can see what's going on in the top. Yeah. You just pop it off and say, yeah, because I have my addict, as you know. Yeah. And um, in the attic is the syrup and they were taking syrup, syrup, syrup. But I was worried that they made like the population was getting low. But compared to the other one, I was like, oh, my God, you're banging. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. I thought about in my mind, I think it has to do with where they face. So those particular hives, they get, you know, sun, not so much in the morning, but more the rest of the day. Okay. Um, the ones that are their entrance is facing south, you know, that's the one that's banging. Mm-hmm. And the one entrance is facing north. They've always struggled at this at this point. Okay. And so both boxes are full of bees. I mean, I'm not, but they're not packed out, you know, mm-hmm. um, they're, they're, they look normal. Which we wouldn't expect them to be totally packed out this late in the season. We're gonna, we should see a decreasing of their number. I mean, they're going to have still some numbers, but. Well, it does. Um, I was going to say that the Apivar strips can affect um, the queen laying. Okay. And when you do put that in, because I mean, the, the whole point is, is that when you put the Apivar strips in there, it is that they're all rubbing up against each other and they're moving the treatment around. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, you know, uh, it will decrease the queen in laying. It has some effect on her laying capabilities. Sometimes. Okay. I mean, obviously not in the hive next door. It had no, no change. But, you know, that's how, I mean, you don't want to have number when you're trying to control mite loads. That's why it's so careful with the timing of when you put the app in there Yeah, because you want to have that recovery time before you go into winter, mm-hmm. you know, but not, but not too much recovery time where the mite loads go. Cause you know, we always say you're, you're raising bees, you're, you're raising, raising mites. mites. You're, so when your populations are huge with your bees, so are your mite loads. Mm-hmm. So when I see huge populations, but I have the app of our strips and I'm like, oh, good. Cause they would have been dead had I not done that, you know, on my big Bubba hives. And yeah. I have, I have almost all big Bubba hives, you know, but it is interesting. Everyone has a different personality. And I kind of get the vibe, like the the two in the back. They're just like they don't care about me whatsoever. Um, the two that I took out the app of our strips today, um, they're fine as long as I don't mess with them too much. And the two that are next to the mag hive, my mother hive, and the first one that came off that one, um, they're a little more testy, mm-hmm. but. Um, Today I was mowing with my, I mean, I have all electric equipments and the gas stuff, but I didn't wear a mask. Today. I just, I didn't feel like it. <laughs> so I was like, well, we'll just go really fast next by them, you know, and well, the grass um, in the opposite direction, drive really fast. <laughs> yes. And I do have where the grass doesn't hit them, yeah. you know, that, 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 that's not nice. So yeah. I go really close up with the machine, but I make sure it's away from them, that the grass goes away from them. And then I got really bold and I'm like, I don't want to go back in the house. I'm just going to do the weed whacker. Mm -hmm. And I was lucky. Nothing happened to me, but I kind of like, go. I'll go to the left. I'll go to the behind. I'll go to the other side where they're not facing. And then if, when I have to go in front, I'm like, one, two, three, go. (laughs) And I just (laughs) go really fast. And then, you know, but they were, so they're in a great mood. Um, They're very happy bees right now. This time last year, you know, heavy dearth, hot, no nothing, just completely, this is like the best year I've ever had in my life. Well, and and goldenrod has started blooming. Goldenrod has started blooming. So that's a big one. 
Okay. So they're, they've got stuff to work out there right now. It's really funny though, because um, I have um, late blooming some, I, I planted sunflowers. I planted them late and they were all over those sunflowers a week ago. And today so I went cool. out there and there was none. <laughs> I was like, where did oh, all really? the bees go? So, oh, um, really? so yeah, the uh, goldenrod has started blooming. And also my next door neighbor has um, a golden rain tree that has started blooming. And I Ooh. went over there and looked in their tree and it's full of bees. So all the bees have been oh. like, no, this is a better source. We like this better. So this is where we're What going. is it called? Golden? What is it? It's a rain, golden rain tree, I believe. It's golden rain tree. Gold it's an Asian, tree. it's an Asian ornamental flowering tree. Oh, is um, it pretty? It is. It is. I'll take a picture of it. Oh, uh, but yeah, they're they're all over there in that tree. All the bumblebees, all the oh. native bees, all the honeybees. They're it's, I get it's so jealous because I, <laughs> you know, I this property that I'm at has been such is so much work for one person to do yeah. everything on. I mean, I'm doing it all on two yeah. acres and the bees. A mom that has dementia. Yeah, I am cooking everything from scratch. You know, like it's really hard to keep up with my my life. Yeah, but I and then I look at all the pictures of like the the things that you can grow for bees, and it's so much what's in my heart and what I want to do. And I have I started some trees because the trees are the better resources, yeah, and they're and they're easier to plant than a field of flowers. Well, yeah, you know, and the problem is the beds. You know, then they get the weed. Mm -hmm. And then it looks off and I don't have hours and hours to spend in beds, like making them look nice, you know, but I do have neighbors and I've, I've kind of learned from seeing them and they have put out like, um, you know, different seeds for flowers and they just let them all go crazy like mm -hmm. a English garden. Yeah. And then they included sunflowers, several, like mix. four or five. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm so doing that next year. This is <laughs> happening, you know. Well, and I'll save you some seed because the sunflowers I have are like they're. I think one of them might be Lemon Queen, but they've got multiple flowers on the same. Like it doesn't have like one big giant sunflower. It's right, right, right. Small ones all along the stem, but they're still like eight. One of like maybe one of them's ten foot tall when they're full of different fl flowers all the way up and down the stem. So they're really pretty. So nice. Well, and remember this: I bought like four hundred dollars worth of seeds for my bees. <laughs> and um, yeah. And so I need to start planting some, I did the bulbs okay. so late this year. Cause remember last year I was, I had six more new hives and then I had to build out the insulation for all those extra hives that I had in, in October. Mm -hmm. And normally in October, if I correct me, if I'm wrong, well, the, you got to feel the real fall. Then you can plant some things for the spring right? Yeah. A lot of people's plant, you can start planting bulbs in October and all the way through. Bulbs. Okay. Yeah. I bulbs. did. All, I did, I got rid of all the bulbs. I did that, but I planted it in February. <laughs> well, that and works then, too. Or wait a minute. No, I planted them in January. I was too busy. Then it was Christmas. And then it was like January. I'm like, okay, boom, I got to go. And then they, 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 they came out early March. So that was nice. Yeah. But I have seeds. And then if I have seeds, I'm going to have all this. I have so much stuff and I want to give you when it comes time, you'll know how to get the seeds from the flowers, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm collecting seed right now from the sunflower and from uh, um, zinnias that I planted this year. I've got a couple of other plants in there that I'm going to try to collect seed from um, so I can plant them uh, back next spring. And you know what else we can do once we get like really good and we get a little more organized, we could within our um, lady beekeeper 
Neighbors, neighbors group. Um, yeah. Yeah. We could have an exchange of some seed exchanges. Too, yeah. A, yeah. So what have you got planned coming up like this next two weeks? Uh, next two weeks. Well, so since I'm not doing treatments, I haven't been in my hives at all. I walk over, I look at them. Right. There's bees still coming in and out, but I have not been in my hives at all. Um, of course, after I did extraction, I put my boxes back on hives for the bees to clean those boxes up. So I'm going to need to get in there and see if they're actually putting any of this fall nectar in any of those boxes. And then I'm going to have to start getting ready to start pulling um, those boxes with the frames in them off the hives, you know, to kind of start going into fall and winter so I can reduce right. the size of those hives down so they don't have to manage it because our temperatures are going to start dropping at night. And, yeah, I'm, yeah, I and we're I need, in the 60s this um, this week at night. Yeah. Yes, we are. So it's time to start like making sure you're reducing those yep. boxes down so yeah. they don't have too much space to have to heat. Um, I need yeah, right. to get, since I'm running, since you and I are both running um, screen bottom boards, I actually have, I, I pulled all of my inserts, my bottom inserts, and I've, I've got to go and just gather those all back up and get ready to start putting them back in because if I want to start putting them in at night, um, if I don't want to leave them in all day, I don't have to, but I'll need to start getting ready to put them in at night. So it's a lot of that. I've got 10 boxes in, um, in that I've never put together. I've never assembled. I need to pull those boxes out. I'd really like to do the whole attic setup like you have for the winter. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking about doing that. So I'd like to get those boxes put together. But I've also got to start working on dealing with, you know, like frame storage. I need to start pulling all those frames off and figure out how I want to store those uh, for the winter time this year. Uh, last year, I stored most of them in boxes outside on their sides where light could pass through. But anyway, I guess I'm looking at the whole start of wintering process. You know, what are the things yeah. I need to get done? I have, you know, I have boxes that need to be cleaned up and gotten ready. Um, I'll pull the ones that need repairs so I can work on that during the winter time. I need to get, you know, frames off and that stuff ready for storage. Do if we have a fall flow and I do a little bit of extraction for or from the fall flow, I'll have a little bit of that left to do. But really, we're we're kind of you know we're winding down. I've got to pull my shim boxes that I have built for candy boards and start getting ready for um, for that. So I'm thinking ahead. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking. Don't remind me of the candy boards. I mean, we're boards. not there yet. I really won't put. I probably won't put no, those up until really. That's going to be like an, that'll be like an October, November thing. Totally. I think when we get back, get into the, that part of it. Cause I remember last, well, you know what though? I can never say from last year, last year, November 1st is when I shut everything mm -hmm. down for winter. So kind of October, you know, the last three weeks I was like, okay, mm -hmm. we're getting ready for this, but you know what I feel. And other been saying this, I feel like we're going to get fall kind of mm -hmm. three weeks early. We were three weeks early with spring and then we had a super long mm -hmm. spring flow. And now, I mean, I still have so many chores to do. You just, when you went through your list. I <laughs> yeah. Said, I've got that one yeah. and I've got that oh, one. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't even finished. I mean, how do I say when I pulled after the honey flow, everyone, normal people are pulling all of their, their supers and they're extracting everything. But I, you know, it's such a process to freeze so many frames and then have it. And then I was like, well, I can't put it right away back on. So I don't want to extract it. And then it's wet and then put in a box, mm -hmm. a plastic box. You know, it doesn't, that just doesn't seem very good idea. So 
I was like, well, I, I know what I'll do. I'll wait until things are, until I get all the Apivar strips off. And then I can, and, and I, luckily I do these two by two. So I have six mm-hmm. hives at this point. The one hive is we know ended up queenless because it got, um, what do you call it? They, somebody pulled a, um, it, it a swarm. Oh what do you call it? Yeah. It got, got a split. split. Yeah. yeah. Well, oh, yeah. no, 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 it swarmed. There was, there was a queen cell left. Then they're like, Oh, do a split with this. And then they took everything left. There <laughs> so was no queen no, was left. No queen <laughs> cell was, was left. <laughs> there was no queen left. There was no queen cell left for the original hive, which, you know, if you're getting rid of all of the other ones, I let somebody else go in there and I was like, okay, you know, I shouldn't do that because if you have so many hives, that's what people don't care. But I was like, okay, I have seven and it's nice to kind of have these backups. That's why I'm not so stressed. You know, when certain things happen, I'm like, well, it is what it is. And I'm going to have swarms that I can next split. My, year, most likely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm already trying to like line people up that, I mean, obviously I can sell some, but I'm not trying that's not to your be, real game plan. Um, that's not really what you're pushing to do. It's not my real. No, but you know, the thing is you have to look economically. It costs a lot of money and no, the honey that we sell does not touch even, yeah. even go into what no, it doesn't even touch it. I mean, you'd have to charge a hundred dollars a bottle to like make it worth it. So what are you doing with your bees? What is your purpose? You know, um, for me, just the fact that I'm having the honey that I do, the quality of honey that I do, I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't even buy that, you know? And even when I go to the farmer's market, a lot of it's still like they mix them all the different mm-hmm. hives together. They don't separate it. Um, I'm in a little, you know, urban setting with just a few hives. So I'm getting things that other people don't have same for you. Um, and so I don't know this honey special, <laughs> you know, not no, just because it, but it's, it's, mine, it's a really good, it's, I but, mean, we can say it's a really good high quality honey. We handle it with, with care and, um, well, we did blind taste testings with, you know, lots of our friends that are not beekeepers just to get their opinions. And I, I've, you know, rounded up all my neighbors who they're not bee experts, you know, and we just did like wine, cheese and pairings, the honey. And I really said, you know, this is a really high end one. This one comes from this one. And um, overall, you know, and I didn't even ask them like if so, which mm-hmm. one was your favorite, you know? But they just volunteered. You know what? Though I like yours yeah, and our, fe- our feedback on the honey is, I was is like, very, very good. Yes, and they like ours both because, like mine, I think at this point is just um, um, it has it has the undertones of yours. Yours is more strong mm-hmm. and floral. Now, if I'm the biggest fan of that, so they either preferred like mine first, it or yours depends. first, and then yeah. mine second. It, they're pretty close, on the person. though. You know, I mean, they're it, really pretty close. <laughs> No, I mean, mine's she's no. like, no, no, they're I not. Close. That- well, I, I, I think the general no, I wanted- would have a hard time telling a huge difference. Um, we're, we're probably no, they can totally tell. They're like, oh, yeah, this is very floral. And they were like, who knew? Who knew that they had all the well, honey can so, taste yeah, very different. Can, I mean, we, we've, we've tasted a lot of different honeys and they definitely can taste very, very different. Well, I think ours is just a more, I mean, everything is natural. I have to say, cause I'm buying, I'm buying high quality ones to compare with, but they're more, oh, I know what it is when you're, when I'm buying high end, it's more monofloral. Okay. Yes. Right. Is, is that yeah. how you say it? monofloral? So they're doing like the orange blossom or this or that, or the, it's, it's mm-hmm. very distinct. Whereas 
my spring honey is from all of the flowers and mm-hmm. the tree that are local to where I live. And same for you. And we have similar situations. And so I think that makes like, I know there's magnolia in, in my, in my honey, I can taste it on the back end, you know? And I think with yours, you have some strong honey stuff. I used to go. I do. And and, and I've I've been sitting and thinking, I'm like, I really have to get that done. I'm sitting on the testing kit and I really have to get it done. (laughs) Yes, girl. But Gina did it and our, our friend here and she had Magnolia in there. And I was like, (laughs) yes, I knew it was in there. (laughs) You know, and I haven't tasted hers, but you know, she's, she's living what an hour, 45 Mm -hmm. minutes from here. So, so, you know, Tennessee, so she still has the same types of trees. And Mm -hmm. I know that, yeah. So she's going to come over on Friday and we're going to compare hers and mine together. So anyway, I've got to take all of the honey supers and, um, I actually have to extract them because I haven't extracted my real portion of spring. And I think I have 180. And how many of those are you actually going to extract? Something like that. Are you going to extract all of them? Um, I don't, I don't know. Because I thought a lot of several of those had to go back on the hives for their food. Yes. Yes. So I thought what I would do because I didn't want to, I didn't want to make it too much work. So what I thought I would do is once I have the okay for lives where I can put honey supers back on, because even after you pull the Apivar strips, you need to have a two week area where you have nothing in there. That way there's no cross contamination, them going up mm-hmm. against the wax, you know, um, whatever, even if I give them the honey, I don't want them in the wax, right? I don't want to contaminate. I don't want my wax contaminated, So you need to have this two week wait period and then you're good to go. I thought I'm going to go look I, what I want to do here is I'm going to give, and maybe walk me through this because this is my first time. Um, I don't know what the fall flow is going to be. If I give them two supers of capped honey, that's not their preference. They like fresh nectar. I know that. I I know that for a fact. Okay. So I thought what I would do is I know I have to look in there. Let's, let's say that. Cause remember we talked about some of the deeps, the top deeps that I have are going to be all honey. Mm-hmm. She's already reduced down because of the, of the, um, the treatment. So I'll have to go in and see how much do you have? But I thought at a minimum, I would give them a half a super. Cause I'm not going to just put two supers on at one time. You know okay. what I mean? Yep. So, cause my numbers are down at this point because of the Apivar. So what I'll do is I'll put eight on and then I'll checkerboard and then I'll still safe. I mean, I can, I'll, I'll, I'll do like some, um, extract and I've been having that extractor in my house forever. Oh my goodness sakes. <laughs> I'm I just living wait. in my dining room. It's living in my <laughs> dining room, you know, in the middle right there for the world, you know, and my plastic table and, and all the accessories that go along with doing what I need to do. And then I'm like, okay, well, it's going to get too cold in the house if you don't get going girl. So, um, luckily I have a sunroom there, so I'm going to put the boxes, I'll start putting the boxes one box at a time, but it is so much work taking off the wax, mm-hmm. um, forever, you yep. know, obviously it's so easy if they're the real fatties, cause yep. then you just slice them off. Boom. Yep. It's a lot easier, but, but if you have to dig, if you have to dig, yeah, when you're dig, it takes forever and ever. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, I'm using the extractor and then well, the extractor is in my air conditioned house, so it's not flowing as good. So it's a whole, so just thinking about it, 
I'm like, it is so much work. I've just put it off and put it off and put it off. But basically everything needs to go into the sunroom because it gets like 85 degrees in there and there's no bugs. Yeah. So I can go into the sunroom, shovel everything over there, set up the production over there, and then I can put everything into the into the buckets, you know? And, and that's so, the reason these people have honey houses. If they have a lot of hives, that's a really oh, yeah. handy thing to have is a honey house. So sure. you can just do all of that work in one place and it's not in your actual personal space. Right, <laughs> right. Well, and that's, you know, I was talking with a lot of people who are don't have the honey house yet. They just do it in the garage. And I'm like, no, I'm not going in my garage it's too hot for me in there. <laughs> and, and, and not only that, but I'm afraid like a bug, it was ridiculous as that sounds. I don't want any bugs getting into the stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, and, and when I have it in my house, I know that it's safe. Again, I don't open the windows. We open a door, we sliver in, sliver out, you know, yeah. um, I do my very, very best, but yeah. So I've got a lot of work to do. Um, I'm looking for, I feel that we're, um, fall is starting. You've got the goldenrod blooming as, as does other people in our area. Um, the temperatures are going to start dropping, which is a, a normal, typical September. You should start to have fall. Yeah. You know, you should start but, having some cooler, some cooler weather. You're still going to have some hot days, but we've but, never had that. But and some of I've, our nights are going to drop off and get a little bit cool. So you just have to watch those nighttime temps more than anything. The daytime temps should be fine. It's just the nighttime temps. Well, I think you're right. That That's a reminder for me this week. I need to put in the inserts at night. You know, I don't want to upset the Queens more than they were already upset with me getting the app of our strips in and out and all that kind of stuff. So what I'm going to do, I've got four hives now that have the solid inner covers back on two hives that don't. So I've got open to the bottom, opening at the top an addict, and then a vintage shim. They don't need that right now. So tonight on those ones, I got to go back and redo stuff. But well, I mean, we're still hot enough during the day that I mean, we're during still day, be in the sure. 80s and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, no, it's fine during the day. During the night, I'm just going to stick the thing in. And again, they're right by my yeah. front door. It's yeah, not it's, that not, hard for it's me. not a hard thing to do. I was no. just thinking this is a reminder for me that, you know, the the flowers that we've had that have started blooming, the goldenrod that yeah. started blooming. Yeah. You know, I need to go in and look at the boxes that I put on my hives that are honey production boxes or honey supers. Sure. And I need Make to sure see, they're ready to go. Yeah. I need to see if they've started filling them and I need to mark them. I, I like to put, um, I can put dates on the back of them. So when I've started seeing them starting to feel for nectar for the fall. So if I can mm. just pop in there and go. Yeah, it looks like they're starting to fill this box and I can make a note of that on the back of the box with Sharpie. Right. Um, that way I can kind of keep track of what they're doing and when they're doing it. So I kind of need to get out there over the next few days and um, take a look at doing that too. Okay, so I have a question for you. So you were talking about writing with a Sharpie, which is a permanent inker, inker mm -hmm. a mm -hmm. permanent ink pen. Mm -hmm. And you're writing on the box. Mm -hmm. And I would imagine after your notes it starts looking crazy it can this is the okay. first year I've done it but I'm like you know what I can take and draw a line through it if the boxes that come off I have to do repairs and repaint on anyway while I'm doing that if I want to slap another coat of paint on the back of them and cover that up I started writing on the lids the problem with the lids is it I couldn't be very specific per box what was what the information was you know when I was adding boxes so at the very least why don't you name or number your hives and then have a notebook 
I can go back and take notes off that, the back, but while I'm out there, you know, I've got, I've got so many hives to go through that by the time yeah, I get from one yeah. hive to the next hive, I forget what I've done. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so if I just make a note on the back of those boxes, I can say, this is the day I saw half a box of brood, or I mm-hmm. saw half a box of honey, or, mm-hmm. or 75% calped, or whatever kind of note. I just make a really quick, it doesn't have to be like, really written out just like a really quick note then I can come back with pen and paper and you know and make a note of what that information was yeah but that way at a quick glance I can kind of just see what's going on or what was going on with that I take lots of pictures that's what I do I take lots of pictures because I don't often I I, I'm not going to take any notes while I'm out there with my gloves on and all my stuff and whatever and I'm hot 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 and I want to get back in the AC I just take a bunch of pictures of like the day that I'm doing it like boom this high boom that high that's what it looks like Mm -hmm. and and then I can get inside and then um sometimes I post on Instagram what happened, even if no one looks at my Instagram, I'll just put it on there because it's a note for myself to go back and, you know, look at whatever. And it's an album, a live album for me. Right. And that's a great thing to do, especially if you're looking at having a small number of hives, but with me being up around 15 and I want to be around 20 next year. By the time I get through a few of them, (laughs) I feel like I'm cross-eyed. I'm like, what did I just see? Was that hive or was that the two hives before? (laughs) Well, remember I'm only, I have, I have reduced myself down to two hives um, a day. What I'm going to work. I don't want. Which seems like a great method. Doing two hives a day seems like a great method. Yeah. Because I feel that. If I feel like I have to do everything, first of all, it's, it's the heat that gets me. This oh, yeah. is I can my number. This is the reason I haven't been in them in the middle of summer. I'm like, well, right. I yeah. don't have to, if I lose a hive, I don't care at this point. I yeah. am not getting out there in a bee suit when it's almost a hundred degrees. I'm just not. It's a, it's a whole different, cause you know, I do, I take care of all the landscaping, gardening, mowing for this property. And, um, it's funny, like, I don't mind, you know, driving my mower easy Mm -hmm. breezy. But you know, when I have to get out and do the weed whacker, when it's like a 90 degrees and the humidity is 75%, I'm dying, dying. So I remember I did a lot of stuff last or two weeks ago when the weather was nice. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I could just keep, I was like an energizer buddy. I could (laughs) so much work. But you get that heat on me and I'm like, no, <laughs> you're like moving at a snail's pace. You're like, yeah, yeah. I, I just, I melt done in three hours from now. <laughs> yeah. I cannot take the heat because, you know, you, you put yourself in, you know, 85, 88 degrees. So we're not 90, but this is like on the good side, mind you. I'm not even mm-hmm. talking like when it, it hits the nineties because nineties, I won't even I, yeah, don't well, even I consider did. It. <laughs> well, actually I had you to did, go because you had to for the April bar strips, didn't you? Yeah, I had to go take out the Abbeville strips. So I just went like at eight o'clock in the morning when it was like 85. And I just was like, okay, we're just going to get in a mental zone. And I used my neck fan. I have a sweat thing that goes around my forehead because I just drip. And then it goes into my eyes and I can't see from the salt, you know? Yeah. And it's just crazy time. But anyways, um, yeah, I can only do two. Even today it was, you know, what, 80 low Mm eighties around 10 o'clock this morning, but I put the suit on and I'm dripping. Yeah. And it's so humid out there. It's like breathing water. Well, that's that, that's true too. So it's, it's that as well. And that's what takes, um, the joy, my (laughs) patience out of the beekeeping, you know, it's the, so I, you know, someone who lives up North, 
you know, when you're in San Diego, but San Diego could get 85 degrees during the day yeah. and then it would be 55 at night and that's your normal. Mm-hmm. So you're like hot by day, freezing at night with a, you, you could go with a down, I could be in a bikini during the day. And then at night I got to put on a down coat <laughs> to go out to dinner, you know? It's freezing, <laughs> but that's just how it is over there. Anyway, yeah. I love here because it's nice and you don't have to do that. But anyways, going back to the weather, I think the weather is so beautiful this year. Um, we've had some miserable days, yes, and miserable weeks, but but it like has right a, now, it's only been for short periods of time. We've had plenty of rain. We've had a great season. We've had a mix. Production. It was really so, a mix. So yeah. it's not overall, it's not been we too bad. Now, my, now staying on top of getting my yard mowed so it doesn't turn into a jungle has been a challenge this summer. Oh God, that has been, yeah. I mean, I'm like, okay, I'm so happy for the rain. I'm happy for the flowers. I'm happy. All for the plants the are blooming. Everything's growing. Everything's, it's fantastic. Yeah, everything's great. <laughs> but I'm having to, I normally t- did my landscaping gardening stuff every two weeks. Mm-hmm. It was impossible with literally within day five. Um, it looked like a jungle yeah, because it was like so much stuff. Yeah. So I was like, okay, a little bit ease up. Thank you. Yeah. But everything stayed green. Anyways, I do think that we're having a beautiful fall. I think we're going to have a beautiful fall. Um, and so I think that our bees are going to bring a lot of stuff. And especially because I'm taking out the Apivar strips right now. Um, I've got two more weeks, you know, ish for another hive and um you know i i can i can smell the honey though yeah when i'm in there i smell it it is strong and that one hive they have their whole deep and then even part of the bottom deep is all frame after frame after frame of honey no we're taking any sugar syrup yeah. i was like we're you know there's nothing out there but i smell honey from your hive mm-hmm. you know i just don't i don't like to disturb them all that much but man they are it in they're bringing it in well, that's good. That's good. I, I need to get out there. So my next two weeks, I need to get out there and at least check on what's going on. Yeah. Mark the, mark the, which mark, means mark I do need to extract. Are, yeah. Mark the boxes that are bringing in. I need to decide whether I'm going to bring in any fall honey or not. So I can decide whether to take my extractor down <laughs> and get it out of my dining room. Uh, yeah. Or if I want to take it down temporarily and put it back up. Uh, which is well, I want thing. them to, I would like to keep <laughs> all the spring honey. I mean, that would be like nice. That would be cool. Um, but I can't, I'm not going to, that's why I'm not going to extract everything because you know, that may, if they don't get what they need, I'm going to make sure that I give back their spring honey. Yeah. But I know from what everyone has said to me that they really prefer fresh stuff. They store all of this extra just for winter. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I they will prefer make sure. fresh nectar. They prefer fresh nectar. Right. But I will make sure that they go to winter with proper before winter, uh, that they'll go with the proper amount. I'm going to put one soup. I wanted them to have, I'd like them to have for every box, for every brood box that they have a super of honey. But if there's a brood box and the second brood box is all honey, then I just need to put a shirt. I'll still put one super on there just to be on the safe side, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, we really should be going into, we should be going into winter with one brood box, whether for me, that looks like usually that's two mediums. So for me, that would be two mediums for brood box and one medium for honey, one medium for as a super of honey. And for you, you would go in with one deep and then one medium super of honey. Well, no, they, I let them decide how they want to do what they want to do. Okay. I mean, so basically I will open up the hive and based on the amount of bees that's in there, 
I go off of then, okay, this is how much honey you're going to need. They all do not follow the program. Mm-hmm. I was just, I was just like thinking about what it typically looks like. Like that's kind of what your typical. There is no tip. Yeah. But I've read that too, but I have been doing this for four years and it's never once looked the same. I've had a different year every single year. And I will say just based on last year from this, from this particular group of, of bees, some were double deeps full of bees and others had already reduced down to the bottom box mm-hmm. and made their second box. Um, but out of the seven, only two did that. Okay. Maybe three, maybe three. Well, I so mean, that I had one majority. last year that I went in that had five, it had five boxes. It had five mediums. So, I mean, yeah. you get all kinds of configurations, but your expectation is typically that the numbers should go down. You should be able to reduce them down into one or two brood boxes before going into winter. And, and they're going to need at least, at least one medium. Um, well, right. Yes. And I think at the end of the day, um, you know, the bottom line is we for winter want to make sure that there's not empty space. So that's, you know, the Queens usually do that on their own, Mm -hmm. but sometimes they just have so much, you know, bees, I can already tell the different hives. I'm like, okay, you and you and you, you're probably going to stay packed out to some level, you know, but I never say never. I, I wait, I wait and see. And, um, and then I'll go on there, but I will keep stuff for them available. That's capped. And then I will make sure they have, um, supers to put more honey in should they want it. But um, yeah, every single hive is, to- is a totally different vibe. Some are taking the honey, some don't touch it at all. They've already got lots of honey <laughs> in their hives. They've been able to keep a lot of honey. And, you know, that just goes to really show that bees, no matter which, you know, whatever personality, and they're all different, each hive, um, they all do something differently. And, but one thing is universal when they have enough honey, they don't take the sugar when there's nectar out there. They don't want the sugar. Right. That's a, so I don't think you can ever like spoil your bees, No. but obviously, you know, what we do talk about and that's where the confusion comes in. I think with new beekeepers, they go, Oh, well, um, they've got all foundation except for like five frames if they got a nuke. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, they're like, I shouldn't have to feed them. And you're like, no, they don't have honeycomb. They don't have stores. Help them so they can build out. And that's what I did that second year or that first year that I had them last year is by putting that on. But this year I didn't have to do that because they were already built out. So now as soon as Honeyflow was on, I pulled everything. They didn't need anything. So what an easy year for me compared to last year. Yeah. So hanging on, making sure you store that comb so that you have it for next year yeah yeah have a plan have a plan for that whatever that plan looks like for you have a plan yeah Uh, because it's real important to have that comb going into next spring it'll make a huge difference in your production totally well I think that's about it so yeah we still have stuff to figure out we've got a couple more months September October we've got our trip going to where are we going going out now (laughs) (laughs) yeah I was going we're going North Carolina And then uh, down to um, South Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. So we can, we have to do our beekeeping before and after we get back. We're going to be busy on both ends. (laughs) Well, we should have some things to talk about though, because we'll be talking about bees. You know, we will. (laughs) 
Well, you know, we're going to be going to anything we can get honey related stuff while we're on this trip. So anyways, well, I hope you have, everybody has a, I hope you all have had a great season and please take care of your bees and make sure they have everything that they need. Um, you know, from, from my perspective, if you haven't treated, this is the time to treat. You've got a little window left. You might be able to do Apigard if that's, if you're a treatment person. Mm-hmm. And um, because the, because the weather will provide for it. And then uh, again, we're all trying to get our winter bees in the best of health yeah. and ready ready to go for winter to raise our spring bees (laughs) well i think we're good we'll say happy beekeeping happy beekeeping that's it for this week's episode thanks for joining us and we hope you come back and spend time with us again 